Welcome to the Proud Police Wife Podcast with Rebecca Lynn, where we have honest, real, and encouraging conversations for law enforcement families. Welcome to episode 19 of the Proud Police Wife Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Lynn, and today we're going to be talking about some ways to help your police spouse when he or she comes home after shift. So before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by Pictures on Gold. Pictures on Gold offers personalized police and firefighter jewelry like badge necklaces, earrings, and more. You can follow the link in the description to shop and use code PROUDPOLICEWIFE for $10 off. So I feel like this is a topic that gets overlooked sometimes. So it's really important that we talk about what happens when your significant other or spouse comes home from work. And so they might have worked a really long shift and 10 or 12 hours, um, some days or nights are busier than others, but it's helpful to know as a spouse what your role is or what you can do to help your spouse after a long shift. So obviously our spouses work, you know, jobs that can be dangerous, mixed with shift work, and it's normal to feel happy or excited or emotional, relieved when our loved one comes home, right? Um, I can remember so many times when, you know, I will wait up for my husband if he's not going to be too late just so that I can see him and, you know, give him a good night kiss. Um, Especially when we have been ships in the night and we may be not have seen each other for a couple days. I can also remember many nights when our kids were little and we had a baby and the babies would cry maybe all night or it'd been a rough day with the toddlers and a newborn. And I longed for the moment for my husband to walk through that door and for him to say, what do you need help with? Or I would just hand him a crying baby so that I could get some sleep. Um, I also remember times where I hadn't seen him in days and had a horrible, horrible week at work. And I would word vomit when he would walk in the door because I had a million things in my head kind of waiting to tell him. And as soon as he came in the door, I would literally tell him everything. Um, There was other times where there were critical incidents at his job and I wanted to be there for him, but I wanted to just ask him questions, which it's not wrong to want to do any of those things. But the problem is I realized as soon as he walked in the door and me kind of bombarding him with something else, it didn't really end up the way I had hoped, meaning I wasn't, um, it wasn't helpful for him to now be thrown a crying baby or for me to tell him a thousand things that have been on my mind because he's just getting off shift himself. And what would happen is he would get stressed out. And then in turn, I would feel a little frustrated because it wasn't, the conversation wasn't going the way I'd hoped, or he needed a break real quick before being given a crying baby. And both of those feelings for both of us was completely valid. Because the truth is, um, my husband and probably every officer out there need time to decompress from the job. And they're not ready to immediately move into role of husband or wife or mom and dad, literally when they open the front door. And so it took us a while though to figure that out. Like my husband had to flat out tell me 
that when you hand me a crying baby after I've just dealt with, you know, trauma or um, just crazy experiences at work, it can be a lot. And so I didn't start realizing this until he communicated that with me. So we're going to talk about some ways that you can help your police spouse. You can learn from my mistakes over the last 16 years. And just, it, it doesn't, it's not hard. It doesn't have to be hard. You can still have those conversations. You can still give your spouse a crying baby. You just got to wait a little bit. So the first tip I have in helping your spouse when they get off shift is allow him or her time to decompress. So if you've never read the book, Emotional Survival by Kevin Gilmartin, then I highly recommend you read it because in that book, he talks about something called hypervigilance. And hypervigilance is something that police officers um, experience. And it's a state of when our spouses are always on alert um, at work, energetic, enthusiastic, they're super involved, like ready to go. The adrenaline is rushing. They have to be that way while on the job, right? They have to be ready to go and very alert at every single moment, um, not only to help others, but to be safe, you know, for their safety. Um, but what happens is, Gil Martin describes this as kind of like a hypervigilant roller coaster because when emotions go up, they have to eventually come down. So they can't come down until they're getting off shift. So when they're getting off shift, um, they're coming down out of that hypervigilant state, but it's not automatic. It doesn't happen like, boom, I'm clocking off. Okay, I'm back to normal now. Um, it takes time. And he can even say it can take hours, hours for this to happen. But, you know, obviously we don't expect to not be able to talk to our spouse for hours and hours and hours. Um, however, what is recommended is to at least give them 20 to 30 minutes. So we have to remember too, like they may get off at, you know, midnight when they're driving home, many officers are driving in the patrol car while the dispatch radio is still going on. They're hearing calls, they're hearing things happen. So more than likely that hypervigilant state is still aroused. It's still up. It's not coming back down because they're still hearing things about what's going on. So that's not happening then. So it's not going to come down until they get home or until they're in a more um, like off the job type of environment. So not to mention they're processing what they just went through at work. It's going to take time to process if there were um, any particularly hard calls that day or night. They're probably pretty tired. They might be hungry. So I just can't stress enough how important it is to let our spouses decompress and have some time to come off the job without being bombarded with questions or stories or frustrations. Um, as a spouse, I absolutely know how easy it is to want to share your day and talk about things that are going on um, or have your children share about things that are going on when your spouse gets home, right? Like we're so excited to see them. And so it really helps though, not only for your spouse to be able to listen to those questions or listen to things that you want to tell them, but for us on the receiving end of that, knowing that our spouse is going to be more well-received to listening, we're going to get more answers. I don't want to say answers that we want to hear, 
but the conversation is going to flow better. Our needs will be met as far as listening and communicating with our spouse because we're both in a better state to have conversations. And so I think it's important to, I'll note that you can take your spouse's lead on this. Um, it's not like 20, 30 minutes clockwork where they say, okay, it's been 30 minutes. Let's, you know, get into normal family life. So a lot of times you just have to go off the cues of your spouse. So I know for my husband, like if it's nighttime or really early in the morning, he wants to come home, get something to eat or drink, go take a shower and, you know, change his clothes. So that amount of time is usually good before he will start a conversation or um, will go into just like dad mode again. There's other times where he gets home and he might just take the four-wheeler out and ride around a bit, or he's doing something outside and he has sort of like garage time. And I try to let that happen so that, you know, at least for that 20, 30 minutes, so he can just be human and work his way off of like cop mode and into, you know, husband and dad mode. But again, go with the flow of your spouse. They, your spouse may want to play video games for 30 minutes. It's okay for their way of decompression to be different from other people's. Um, I will say though, as a disclaimer, it's not a free pass to spend six hours in front of the TV playing video games. And it's not a free pass to not engage with your family. It's normal to have for them to need that time. Some days it may be 10 minutes if they their day wasn't too bad. But other days, if it was really rough, they might need an hour. So just kind of going off your spouse's cues and looking to see what they need. Um, if they're coming to talk to you, like for my husband, he'll eat, he'll shower, and then he comes out and he engages in conversation. That's kind of my cue that I look for to say, all right, he's good to go. And not every day is going to be perfect. Yes, there are some times where I tell him things um, or the kids will run up to him. And so not every day is perfect. So you don't have to stress about it, but just being cognizant of the fact that if most days you can give your spouse decompression time, then it's only going to help your spouse. It's going to help you and your whole family. Um, okay. So one other way that we can help our spouse when they get home off shift. So it's really important to check in with your spouse daily. Obviously, this can't always happen right when they get home off shift. You may be working. You may be out, um, you know, running errands or doing things with kids. Um, they may get home at hours when you're sleeping. So keep in mind that this might not happen immediately when your spouse get home, gets home. But I think what's important to remember within like a 24-hour period, finding a way to check in with your spouse, just see how they're doing, see if they need anything. Um, that type of just support and connection can really go a long way for your relationship. And there's a couple different reasons why. One, you and your spouse can gauge how each of you are feeling, and hopefully your spouse is doing this in return. This shouldn't be a one-way street. Um, just because they're a first responder. This is good for marriage in general. Um, but checking in just to say, you know, hey, how's everything going today? Is there anything you need me to do for you that would make your day a little bit easier? 
Um, and just checking in beyond, I say this all the time, but beyond those mundane questions of like, who took the dog out last, we're out of milk, things like that. So it also helps for you to feel a little more connected, especially if um, you work day shift and your spouse works night shift, or you may have to go two to three days without a lot of physical interaction, or you know you may just kind of see each other quickly in passing. So it still helps you to feel connected. You don't feel like you're having to go a full three days without having any connection at all. This helps to just kind of pick up a little bit where you left off instead of feeling like you have three days worth of stuff you want to tell your spouse. Yes, I realize sometimes that happens, but if you can minimize that by finding a way to check in with each other just for five minutes each day, then it can really, really work. So trying to look at your schedule, look at your day and see, okay, when do we have just five minutes of overlap? It may be that you leave each other a sticky note. It may be that you, um, you know, text each other. You could do a quick phone call. If you could do it in person, that's even better. But really communicating with your spouse as to when that time overlaps so that you guys can check in with each other. And then one other way um, to help your spouse and really help your relationship when um, they get off shift or one thing that you can do is you can ask questions. It's really, really good and healthy for our the spouse, our spouses, the officers in our lives to talk about the job. But the disclaimer here is you don't want to be pushy. So when you do talk to your spouse, it's great to ask questions about their day and how they're feeling. But sometimes questions like, how was your day? May not spark a lot of conversation. You may get the typical answer like, it was fine, or it was long, nothing interesting. And then the conversation ends there. And I know as spouses, sometimes that can be frustrating. I'm going to link to a blog post. Um, I'm going to link to it in, um, I'll put it in the description, but I'll also put it um, in the blog post for this podcast is 12 questions that you can ask your spouse other than how was your day to spark conversation. So they're not, um, completely open-ended where you may be unhappy with the answer that it's not going the direction you want it to go. Um, It's also important to remember that our spouses won't always want to talk about what they saw during their shift right when it happens. So say they had a hard day or a really bad call. It could take days or weeks for them to open up about what they saw on the job because they're processing those experiences. That's normal. It's normal. So if this is the case, try not to be pushy. The best thing to do is to just let your spouse know that you're available to talk, you're ready to listen, and you support them when they're ready to talk versus being pushy and trying to force them. Because if you force them, it's probably not going to happen. So um, those are three ways, allowing him or her time to decompress, checking in with your spouse daily, and asking questions without being pushy that you can help your spouse when they get off shift, or maybe it's just to start their shift. So obviously we have to be creative sometimes as to when conversations or check-ins have to happen, but it's really going to help them know that they're supported, know that um, they can get that time to come off of shift properly or begin their shift properly. 
And obviously we don't want to talk about heavy topics right before work or right when they get off work or something that may lead to a fight, um, something heated. So you want to keep those check-ins and those questions. Um, it's not like everything has to be sunshine and rainbows either, but keep it in a sense where you're wanting to help your spouse and hopefully they're wanting to do the same in return where you can just see how their day is going. You're just interested in hearing. It's not about, um, well, you didn't do this. So um, I need you to do this as soon as you get home. Typically it's not well received. So if you like this episode, be sure to subscribe to the Proud Police Web podcast and leave a rating and review wherever you listen. And if you haven't come over to Instagram yet, be sure to stay in touch. You can follow me on Instagram, watch my stories, and I share a lot in there every day and some funny and encouraging reels that you can find on Instagram or on TikTok.